Do you have more than one location? Or do you have many retailers selling your products in multiple locations? If you do, the best way to help customers find them is with the Bold Store Locator app. I have used it in several stores, and it always works. It's the original store locator app for Shopify. And whether you have 10 or 10,000 locations, this app can handle it, and it looks great in any store. Your customers can let the app detect their location, or simply enter their zip code, select a radius, and see the locations near them. They can even click and get turn-by-turn -turn directions. Plus, it offers filtering to make sorting through 10,000 locations even easier. And if you want to customize it, you can create custom pins, set priorities for ones to show at the top, maybe they're a preferred dealer, add custom text, hours, descriptions for each location, even custom fields. And of course, you could bulk import all of your locations with a CSV and export too if you need it. But probably my favorite feature is what they call heat map reporting. In the back end, you could see a heat map report of where everyone is searching for you. This is a great way to get insight into where people are looking for your products and where they want you to be. So if you have multiple locations, check out Bold Store Locator. As an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their Store Locator app free for two months. To get this special offer, go to kurtelster.com bold and you'll be able to install it from there. kurtelster.com bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. All right. Uh, so I had a, we just dis I discovered when we talked about sneakers as this hype update, or as this this hype approach that people should replicate. That there were there were some sneaker fans, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, did you get those Lego sneakers?" N yes and no. So the way they do those drops now to prevent abuse by bots is you essentially prepay, you pre-order in a raffle, and then you find out. I don't know if they authorize your card or not. And then there's a 30-minute window, and then they just go, ah, you, sorry, you didn't get it, or, all right, it's on the way, order confirmed. And so I didn't get those. I got a pair of Yeezys that I ultimately didn't like. I got to throw those on eBay. And then uh, ended up cracking and buying the hyped-up Adidas Lego sneakers on eBay for about 100 bucks more than they retailed for. So I completely, having explained how the false scarcity works, then fell victim to it myself. This is extremely stupid. In fact, it's like an escalating level of stupid. Oh, and it's going to get worse. 
I now have a calendar of other shoes I intend to try to buy, and then as I get them, decide, keep or flip. And so we'll see how this, idioc this idiocy goes. This, you're shoe flipping. Yeah, I like, I enjoy a little casual retail arbitrage for fun and profit. I, I don't... I don't need the money, in our, but... In our, in our time apart, I feel like we're... I feel like there's a chasm opening between <laughs> us. I, it's like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> Uh, I believe I always like buying dumb crap on the internet. Mm, true. Yeah. That's always... And you like weird, overly complex schemes. You yes. always were into that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just ski rub my hands together, scheming. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, that's my sneaker update for the, like, 12 people who are interested. Uh, and... W but the... You said, oh, we're... we're a chasm has grown between us. I think we could agree that vinyl wrapping my wife's car was totally sick. Bro. All right, yeah, the the car is sick. It's a gold car. It's a shiny gold car. And it's like a satin finish. I I prefer mustard yellow, but it kind of <laughs> color changes a little bit. It's it's a it's a C three PO car. Yes, I mean that was the go the object of it, and you achieved it. Yes. So if you're unfamiliar now. You don't, if you want to change the color in a car, previously you'd repaint it. It was very expensive, time-consuming, and didn't always have the best results. Now you literally get vinyl wrap, which it's contact paper. It's sticker sheet. You, and a professional uh, wraps the entire car in sticker sheet, effectively changing the color, but you're not limited by what paint can do. And it, it protects the paint underneath, and after five years, you peel it off. And I enjoy material sciences i watch a lot of how it's made in modern marvels and that crap like that's the level of dad dork i am and so choose it my wife picked the color and then i found a guy that did it and it, uh the unfortunate part is i really loved it so now i know like uh i'm gonna have to blow you know the cash to do this a second time on another car in the future it's gonna happen i mean it it's true it's pristine like i saw it i have a boring gray car that's boring and gray and well that I, was the problem is this car was boring and silver like i'd prefer the gray over silver i mean I, yeah i saw it and i was like oh this is sick like <laughs> i wonder what colors i could get for my car i'll give you the swatch book my neighbor across the street has he owns six motorcycles he's down from 16 he has a barn they're all stuffed in a barn and he was like uh asked me questions about it and then i gave him the swatch book he's already like oh, i got this one this harley it's gonna get carbon fiber and I was pretty thrilled to spread the madness of vinyl rap. So please send me your vinyl rap questions. I'm happy to answer them. Uh, all right. Clearly, I'm a, a car guy and, and bored with a little. Our vacation budget has been properly just blown. Yeah, on well, yeah, now. you're not spending any money on vacation. No, no, not at all. Uh, and you. So we'll wrap up our cold open after this one. But I have to know. I want to know. Tell me about Star Wars Squadrons, the game I can't play because I don't have the hardware to do it. <laughs> it's, I don't know why it doesn't work on your PC. Your PC should be good enough. Well, figure it out do eventually. The thing. But no, uh, you know, as a nerd of a certain age, X-Wing and TIE Fighter, the mm -hmm. PC games were uh, landmark events in my childhood. And, you know, TIE Fighter, perhaps the game I put more hours into than any other. So. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like Civ Five. TIE Fighter, okay. Borderlands 2, I don't know. What Fallout, year would TIE Fighter be? Uh, TIE Fighter was 95, 95, 94. So there's some X nostalgia was like here. 93. What's this new game? So the new game is Star Wars Squadrons, which is like the first like flight TIE Fighter type flight sim in Star Wars that they've made in an extremely long time since like X-Wing Alliance in 1998. Uh, 
And so I was just like, I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this game. And then they announced, oh, yeah, it has full VR support. So you're sitting inside the cockpit and like looking around while you're flying. And I'm like, I'm buying this game. So you heard that and you just went like the full, full nerd. The nerd alarm went off. You're like, I need this. I need it. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so it's crazy. If there's any VR game that's going to make you barf, it's that one. Because you're like sitting stationary at your desk holding a joystick while you're like moving the joystick in your spacecraft and like wearing the VR headset. So it's just like whirling in three dimensions. But your body is like, I'm not moving at all, which causes your brain to be like, we might we might have to vomit. That's the funny thing about VR and why whenever I, I demo it for someone new who's never done VR. We did this with my father-in-law uh, recently. And I strap on the helmet, and then we have them do a game that is essentially a fear of height simulating tech demo. Yeah. Called Richie's Plank Experience. There's a two by four sticking off the side of a building. Go ahead and walk out on it. The graphics aren't even that good. No, the graphics are very rudimentary. They're not great. Yeah. And even with that, every single person, like nine out of 10 people, their brain tells them, you know, it's not real. It feels real enough that. Many of us can't do it. I didn't walk out. I mean, I sent you the video of my dad. My dad was having like a semi meltdown and ripped the helmet off. Well, it turned out that also that was like literally one of his recurring nightmares is being trapped on the ledge of a building. Yeah, I didn't know that. And you unknowingly were like, hey, here it is in a semi realistic fashion. (laughs) We brought it to life. Yeah, I really really, traumatized him, which, you know, it's payback. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, let people unpack that one on their own. Uh, but yeah, Star Wars Squadrons, I got thoughts about it because I'm an old cranky old man. I'm like, it's not the same as when Get I was, off my lawn. It's not the same as when I was 14, which, you know, that's a that's a good reason to complain about something. Yeah, it's been bits of time. Uh, so buy it or skip it. Uh, well, it depends on how much of a dork you are, whether you got VR had its, its VR setups, whether, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just looking. Just give me just grade the game so I can move on. It's all right. It's pretty good. I'll give it a pretty good. B plus? No. B. B? Solid B? It's a B. All right. I'll live with that. (laughs) Uh, And I still need to play it. Okay. No more video game talk. We have a show about e-commerce to do. This is the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, and I'm joined by my co-host, Paul Rita, who is going as Elvira for Halloween this year. I I can't wait. I got the height and the boobs. Yeah, I know it. It's, wow. It's going to look amazing. Are you shaving your chest for this? Or? <laughs> Today on the Unofficial Shopify podcast, we are going to discuss some interesting finance data, some research that Paul pulled uh, from, uh, what was it, like 170,000 transactions? Uh, I don't know. It was quite a few. Let me call up, I can pull up the spreadsheet if we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk to our designer, Tom Shedlack, about a sexy site launch we did last week that is really... Really cool. I really like it. It was across 172,000 transactions. Per- wonderful. That sounds statistically significant to me. And then we're going to run through the, the BFCM Black Friday, Cyber Monday crash course. Some thoughts on there. Uh, some housekeeping items. The holiday email guide is for 2020 is now live. I updated it. It is bigger, better, better than ever. And it's 29 bucks right now. And I think I'm going to do tiered pricing. I don't want to reward the procrastinators anymore. You could procrastinate, but now it's going to cost you uh, 20 to $30. So it's 29 bucks right now. Uh, November 1st, I'm going to make the guide $39. And then on November 15th, I'm going to jump it to $49. I like that. Yeah. Why not? Like, let's reward the people who are going to do, who are on the ball and are going to uh, do this thing early and on time. And alternatively, 
I think it because as you get closer to Black Friday and you need to send out the emails, a guide that is essentially a shortcut to research and prep is becomes worth more. That was my thinking there. It sounds fine to me. And we do lifetime updates on it. So if you buy it this year, you get it. Yeah, I don't like that. You don't like that? No. You should resell it every year? Yeah, what the hell? Listen, I was in your garage looking at your gold car. <laughs> and your that's like a three. You can fit three cars in that garage. It is a three car garage. If yeah. we charged every year, you could get three cars in that garage. Um, right now, I own one car. And it's so it's freeing. <laughs> and it's gold? And it's, 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 uh, that's 3M's satin bitter yellow. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, we shouldn't be giving these people freebies every year. What are you, crazy? No, oh, I have committed to it. <laughs> well, we'll reassess next year. <laughs> next September, tell me not to do it. But for this year, anyone who buys is getting the, the lifetime updates. And then I think next year it's going to change. Uh, I, was, on the, I, I was just joking. No? I'm fine with it. No, because I've had other people are like, are you kidding me with this lifetime updates? Like colleagues. Like, are you, what are you doing? Well, it's like we get enough people every year that buy it. So it's worthwhile for us to do it. If it ever gets to a point where it's like, well, no one bought it because everyone who would have bought it already bought it and is now getting free updates, then we've really screwed ourselves. Uh, well, we're still reassessing next year. <laughs> uh, and then I've got that Ezra Firestone Black Friday episode dropped. That was a real hit. And in, uh, I think, uh, next week or the week after, Kurt Bullock's. Uh, Facebook approach for BFCM is going to drop. So we got some good good Black Friday prep resources for people coming up, including uh, this episode. Lastly, without getting into politics, there is a, an election in the United States coming up. What do we think, if any, what that its impact will be on e-commerce sales? Like, do you think that week's just, a, it's over? Like, it's going to be a slump? It'll be unchanged? I guess it depends on your category, I suppose. I mean, I don't think that affects it. I think a more uh, better gauge would be whether Congress ends up passing another stimulus bill. Yeah, which so like a hundred percent like that. That's what kicked that's off. That's what the kept first everything going boom. bonkers. Yeah. So if we get if somehow that happens in the next three weeks, I think everyone's going to have a Merry Christmas. Uh, if not, and unemployment keeps going up, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, let's move on to this financing data you pulled. Yeah. Um, this goes back to a couple weeks. Um, and it's always a consistent topic within the group is people want to know, like, do these financing things work? Does it increase average order value? You is know, it ethical? Is it ethical? And the you last know, time we talked, we discussed yeah, that. all these sort of things. I have one question before we delve in the numbers. Uh, I thought I saw in another group or something. Who does the merchant get less money? If a, if, if a merchant sells something for $100 and the person buys it with Afterpay or Sezzle or whatever, does the merchant get $100 or do they only get $95? Get this. I literally have no idea how payouts with financing apps God work. damn it. Well, how are we supposed to educate people if we don't know how it works? Sezzle merchant payout. <laughs> Charges the merchant a set percentage and a small processing fee. There's no sign up or setup costs. All right. So they do they do take a cut. They take a processing fee. Yeah, so like a standard get, payment. Which you get gateway. everywhere, but then they yeah. also take an extra fee, it sounds like. A set percentage and a small processing fee. Yeah, we but well that's like Amex where it's like a, a quarter per transaction plus you know two point X percent. Oh. So no, and it's going to depend on, it sounds like it, it's dependent on category. So it's any other payment processor. Yeah, it works. It's They're not taking a 
Yeah. They're not taking an extra cut. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, how or when do we receive the funds? They transfer the funds from an order to your sales account when the order's placed. Oh, wow. So you get okay. the money right away. It sounds like, yeah, you get the money straight up. And again, the people that are buying this pay pretty much zero interest. It is zero. It's zero interest. Yeah. Which again, hell of a lot better than their credit card. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Credit card being like 12 to 20. What did you do here? What's this research you pulled on finance? Well, I, you know, uh, I looked at one, two, three, four, five, six, six stores that are like six of our bigger guns that our clients are, that are our clients that also have some type of afterpayment solution. So a firm says all afterpay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That are using them. And uh, so I did like a median because like some of them are a lot bigger than others. Like one has 116,000 transactions. One has 1300 transactions oh, uh, and like money. Like one does 3.6 million in revenue uh, during these last 90 days. One does 300 grand. So literally 10 times revenue differences and all this other stuff. Um, so averages get weird, but uh, at least the median uh, 2.4% of the orders used some type of afterpay solution. So not very much, not very many of the orders. However, um, 20, it, those orders had 27% higher average order value. Whoa. So if the, if the median order on this store, uh, was 120, $120 across this cohort of stores, uh, the afterpay people ended up spending $152. Wow. So if I'm going to... And this is against the standard Shopify, use Shopify, enter your credit card number type stuff. Yeah. Um, Music Shopify payments or Stripe or Authorize, whatever the heck. Yes. Um, just to be fully transparent, uh, the way the revenue report works, at least the one I had access to, it broke out all of the stuff that's like Apple Pay, PayPal, those types of stuff. So like those are not part of these numbers in any way, either in the... So the shop pay, the dynamic checkup, all the dynamic checkup buttons here. and Shopify payments, where you're like already cross store logged in. Okay. You get that. Shop pay, yeah. Yeah. Shop pay. So like none of that is included in either side of these numbers. I love shop pay. I'm always disappointed when I go in a store and I put in my email or phone number and I don't immediately get the shop pay prompt. Yeah. It just makes it easier to log in. That's a, it's got to enable my spending problem. It's a thing to be mad about. <laughs> Well, it's just such an easy opto. It's literally a checkbox. And so for the merchant to not take advantage of it, it's like, okay, clearly just no one told you. You're just unaware. Because why would you not do it? Uh, yeah, so it's a relatively small number, but on some places it's not. I mean, we have one that sells very expensive car parts where the average order value is $1,000. Uh, 9% of their orders are using a firm. So if we have, yeah, so what we noticed here was average order value and financing usage correlate directly? Yes. So if you've got a store, you know, the store with the lowest adoption rate also had the lowest average order value, and the store with the highest adoption rate had the highest average order value. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, which makes sense, you know, it just makes sense. thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, the, the higher the amount, the more likely I am to use financing because I don't want to give up the cash flow. Mm -hmm. Cash is king. Gimme, gimme. Yeah, mm -hmm. I want to keep it. Um, <laughs> And so you know, financing could be a very practical thing. The other, all right, so there's, those are our two key takeaways. Well, the other, the third is the average order value. If you compare that Shopify AOV versus the financed AOV, people spend more when they finance. 
presumably either it's a mental thing where it's like, well, I'm kicking the can down the road so I could spend more. I think it's more because there's an application process. So it's like, all right, if I'm going to go through this and finance a thing, it's going to be a bigger I'm going to make it worth my while. Yes. Rather than like, I'm going to do multiple of these purchases separated out. I'd rather just wait it all done. and put it all together in like one larger order. Mm. This, is, this one's a hypothesis. I think it's the other way. I think it's like, I want to buy $1,200 worth of stuff. And it's easier for me to justify to myself that I'm going to buy $1,200 worth of stuff if I do the payments rather than paying $1,200 right now. Versus, oh, so it's versus just them like, not buying. It's like, I want to buy this $1,200 worth of stuff. I, I can't do it. It's so, $1,200. Uh, right. I'm looking at it the wrong. I'm looking at like, I've decided to use financing and then deciding what goes in the cart. So in my head, it was like, I add my $800 item, decide I'm going to do financing and then add $400 in items. Versus you're saying, hey, they decided they're going to blow 1200 bucks, and then financing may, just made that convenient. Yeah, I think the alternative to t- spending $1,200 in financing is not spending anything. Right. Okay. I think, yeah, I think, I think it's picking up people that maybe otherwise wouldn't have purchased or would have deferred their purchases down the line to where they felt more comfortable about it. That 0% is just very attractive. Like, if you think about what spurs house sales and car sales, it's when that interest percentage goes down. Yeah, I paid off my loan on my car, and my car loan was like 1.8%. So it was just like, oh, this is a free car. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm paying the amount for the car, but it's not like I'm getting it. It's spreading the payments out over three years didn't cost me a thing. Yeah. It cost you very little. Well, it cost me literally one extra payment. Yeah, which worth it to keep the cash. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think the, the answer here is if you've thought about offering financing, you should probably offer financing. I, I think this is an unmitigated win. I don't, I think in any way, I don't think it hurts you in any way. And I mean, we have put together a giant, uh, grouping of stats here where in, in every case it's a P it is getting used and it is increasing average order value. And it's especially for, and if, you should definitely look at it if you have a higher average order value. I mean, even over like 60 bucks. I mean, there's a, there, we have a store that the average order value for Shopify payments is $63. And for their Sezzle payments, it's $116. I Whoa. mean, it's, an 80, it's 83%. The average order gets bigger. All right. And of the financing solutions, my preference is Sezzle because I know those guys. And we've run it on a bunch of stores and it works really well. Yeah. And they offer, if you hold your money in their account, they'll pay interest on it. Like instead of issuing the payout to your own account, you let Sezzle hang on to it. And then they pay interest that's like way higher than what you'd get in any savings account. Which is weird. Uh, it's weird and fantastic. Like it's just <laughs> such an odd, I will look for any way I can add uh, passive income to a business. And that one sounds good to me. All right, moving forward from financing, we launched a site for uh, Vex Clothing, vexclothing.com, who sells, uh, Laura, uh, the owner, founder, has been on VH1 for on the show Styled to Rock, and she's done a bunch of celebrity styling. She's made a bunch of stuff for Lady Gaga, including the most recent VMAs, and she sells uh, really like couture, high fashion, latex fetish wear on direct to consumer on the Shopify store. And we wanted to elevate it and make it something really special. And so we gave it 
the creative direction I gave our designer was like, take an editorial style like Vogue and apply that to this content. And the end result came out extraordinary. So I wanted to call him and see if he had, had any thoughts on it. I don't know how it's going to go. Let's find out. Yeah. Yeah, Laura is extremely cool. She, in fact, grew up in the same town we grew up in, went to the same high school you went to, yep. uh, and, of course, uh, obviously left there very quickly to go become cool somewhere <laughs> else. Whereas we stayed in the suburbs. <laughs> hey, Kurt. Oh, Mr. Shedlark, how are you doing? Good. How are you? How are you? Is Paul there, too? Uh, Paul is here as well. He forgot to put on his headphones. Yeah, apparently I'm supposed to be wearing headphones this whole time. Hey, Tom, what's up? Oh. <laughs> hey, Paul, doing good. How about you? Good. Uh, so we're we're recording right now for the show, and we I I just talked about Vex clothing. Um, the you you did the work on Vex really. Like I was like, here's yeah. the creative direction, and you ran with it and did an extraordinary job. I cannot. Thank you. It it may be one of the the best sites that we have designed and developed. Um, it, tell me about it. Open ended. Yeah, I mean, I loved this project. It was high fashion. Everything is custom, beautiful. She works with really big names in the entertainment industry. So if you go on there and you look at the celebrity news, you're going to notice Lady Gaga and a bunch of other people. We just didn't want to do a theme that felt like a template because her stuff is so custom and out there. So it was a long process to make it something really unique. And we started with just black and white wireframes. So we laid out basically the homepage, the about page, and the product layout where we want everything to go. And one of the things that was important was, like I said, to not make it feel like a template. So we do have different elements where we're breaking the grid, the traditional grid, and we want things floating to the side. We have things overlapping to just look more artistic and editorial, almost as if you're looking into, you know, any fashion magazine. And we worked with Laura, our client, to make sure she was happy with the direction. And when we were good with the wireframes, we moved into the design phase where we brought some color into the layout and then brought in her great images. And the color was very fun to work on because we had a lot of flexibility in the direction we could go. And Laura was great because she's an artist. So she gave some input and I had some ideas and then she had some ideas. And it was just a nice effort of working together. And once the designs were done, I loved that she printed out the entire website and had it all on the ground and then made notes about, you know, I think this could overlap a little bit more or let's stack the text, the headlines. And it just clicked. I feel like it really just elevated the, the design that, we were just able to work with the client so smoothly. Oh, hundred percent. And there's, yeah. And there's just like a bunch of really cool things that we did with the website. Give me some examples of the cool things. We have a really nice mega menu at the top of the website. If you hover over the 
three main collections, which is women's, men's, and custom. And it looks very different than what I've seen on any other site. So you'd have to take a look. And when you hover over any of the links, we have a little animation where a little arrow kind of pops the link over, which I just thought was just like a little effect. Anywhere we could add any little effect to bring some joy to the person that's browsing. We have a huge uh, hero video when you first come to the website. Yeah, that hero video is nuts. Kurt did a really good job reducing it without, like, degrading the quality. I use um, Handbrake for that, and then we embed the videos with HTML5 on the site, and it works really well. And as you scroll down the website, we're fading things in just so it's more like an experience, so it's not just every element's already been loaded. It waits for you to get to that section. I mean, like, for me, it's important to let the customer know that this is all handcrafted by the artist. So we have a section on there about Laura, and, you know, we got a quote from her. Um, I just tried to make the website very beautiful. I mean, we have, like, different shapes. And I was going to say, the shapes... Like, if you break the site down to its basic elements, it's like color blocking and really careful layouts um, and then simple shapes. And so there's like no single element where you go like, oh, yeah, that was like must have been really hard to do. But when you apply everything and it's so detail oriented um, and done in such a careful presentation where there's not like widgets and like 37 people are looking at this product right now kind of stuff. It just gives it such a clean and professional approach. in high end look. And that's what we're we're looking for with this. And yeah, and we're breaking it up with quotes. So she has um quotes like in the middle of the site and um just different ways to tell the story. And then like on the about page we we start with uh, an introduction paragraph, then we go into more behind the scenes, then we have a quote, then we have the section about the magic, which is just showing some behind the scenes of her brand. And they pop it really in makes too, it which is more cool. personal. Yeah, there's like a little bit of like a parallax on them. I made them so they, they fade in and they fade up. Yeah, I'm sc- and while you're talking through it, I'm actually I'm doing, recording a screencast and scrolling through it so that people can... Oh, cool. So in the video version, people can see what you're talking about. Um, and I'm not sure if you want me to touch on like the development of this theme, but so we started with... Uh, an out-of-the-box theme, but then I completely ripped out the header and the footer, and, sorry if you hear some background noise, and the the homepage, all those sections were built custom, so you can go in and still edit any of the text and images, but because it has the foundation of the theme that we started with, you still get access to all the default sections. So if you wanted to, you know, put a google map on the home page you could do that so uh this is built on top of turbo but out of the sandbox right yeah yep that's our favorite and those like core yeah, sections so flexible the sections of the yeah. like so the theme settings most of it still works so you have the end result is a fully custom theme but you have still kept a lot of like the features and the flexibility that you would get with a premium theme Yes, exactly. Yep, we still have the framework there. So all the original sections are still intact if you wanted to add any of those in. Or any of the other page templates that come with the theme, those are still there. Cool. Everything that I built was all just done custom to like keep that stuff there if 
who knows down the road she may want. Right. You um, never know what is any of those other. With the site. Yeah. So it's I don't nice want to rip to not those out. Up. On the uh, on the product detail page, she's got uh, this really cool color swatch thing. I imagine that's an app. Do you recall how that works? Yes, that is an app. I would have to look up the name of that, but it does allow like the different colors to be shown. So I don't got, think like, we have color it, swatches so... of. You've, there are photos of each latex material to define the the primary color of each item, and I it looks really good, and I'm sure it prevents like issues with returns. Um, it's nice, and I also noticed the the there's a link to the size chart that pops open in a modal window, but also the size chart is a photo, and then to add social proof because a lot of the stuff gets worn by celebrities. So like I picked a uh, vinyl tube top, and one of the photos is uh, a woman at like a a a fox um, is in the the studio, a fox like red carpet event where you can see she's wearing the full vinyl outfit. It's cool. Uh, I think the app we're using on this is bold is bold apps product options. Oh, okay, the, good, sweet for that. Uh, yeah, I was looking on the celebrity thing. If anyone watched Watchmen, the HBO um, series version of Watchmen that was out earlier this year and remembers lube man, who was like this weird superhero that was very <laughs> slippery and he was wearing a full silver bodysuit. Laura made, that full oh, silver I didn't know that. That's yeah. so cool. That is cool. I know. I'm like, after we built it, I'm getting more starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just seeing like who, who she has worked with, but then there are already made pieces. So some of them, they have already been worn by celebrities, which is very cool. Oh, and no those way. could be shipped out. And then some of the other ones that are made to order, there is a, um, I'm not sure if you could find one of the examples. It's anything but the ready to be shipped. Those all have an estimated shipping date, and that's just done with some liquid. So it will check today's date and then give a little buffer of a couple weeks. Oh. That way, when people order it, they know that. Look. Oh, yeah. Oh, at the top of the product description. You're right. It says this item is handmade and will ship by Thursday, November 12, if you order today. So that's a liquid statement stuck in there that does that. Yeah, that's a liquid thing. Anyone that has a um, like a handmade product that needs a buffer could do that in their feed. It's just some liquid code you'd have to just put in there before the description. And I think it just helps, you know, with some reassure the person that when they would get it. I think like putting a date is just really great for that's really smart. Know, getting people to add to cart. Tom, I remember we talked about um, injecting video into the collection grid. Did that, that ever end up happening on any of the collections? Do you know? On the women's and the men's, we have just a static image on the second row, last oh, column. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just to replace, to break up the product. So, technically, you could use that as a call to action if you wanted to. Um. Or it could, you know, like you could direct people to a page or a specific product. We're just showing a, a static image. But video would be another option if you, that would give some movement to the page. Yeah, we did, we did that uh, on a Sutra. And uh, yeah, we got Venus Williams using the product that's shown directly next to the video. Yeah. And we use portrait video and the, pro the photos are portrait. It looked really cool. Yeah, and I, I'm writing a theme for us right now that the current plan is that every collection page will have a specific uh, video on it in a certain slot. 
So that yeah, you're right. It'll be really cool. Have have a lot of movement. It'll make the collect uh, a collection grid page a little more exciting. That's cool. Uh, I really like 360 videos where like we're we have on one of the other projects we're working on where they're modeling the garment and they just do a, a 360. They walk into the frame, they spin around, and they walk out. I think that would be awesome. For oh, on Stakeini. Yeah. Yeah, the Stakeini video is really cool. Yeah, they oh, walk especially if it loops perfectly and, yeah. when they like leave. Oh yeah, yeah, they God, walk in and sick. out of the frame, but it looks like it's the product video. Yeah, it's really cool. And we've seen a few. I think, um, I think Gymshark did that. There was a couple. There was a there was a teardown we did that did that. Yeah, this was great. I'm happy to to share some about the project with you guys. Yeah, it was no, I appreciate it. I like the background, and I I love how much love you put into it, and it really shows. And it's such a it's such an unusual and beautiful and well-executed site. And certainly, like, there's no way it would have achieved this look or we could have managed this without having extraordinary content from the client. And, like, exactly. over and yep. over, that's the thing that makes or breaks people. It's like, we need, this, we need the content, and the content needs to tell a story. Like, if you don't have that, yep. I can't design my way out of it. So, no, yep. you did. I mean, this we try our best. We'll, we'll dig in and be like, you know, we need a little bit more personable information about your staff or your business or why did you invent this product because usually it's like if people haven't heard of the brand before the about page is just so important anything we can do to just get people to click with the brand and yeah she did that she gave us a lot of great copy no yeah it worked uh yeah we'll include that people should check it out and uh you know if you need if you're looking for some unusual gift items Certainly, you can find something here. Uh, we have my wife has uh, uh, custom Minnie Mouse uh, ears, like a headband that's all latex that Laura made. That oh. is like one of the coolest oh, things awesome. we own. That's a prized possession. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you a picture that's of it. Awesome. It's neat. Uh, all right, thank you, Tom. I'm gonna let you go. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bye. Tom. Zip. Great work. Hold up. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. I know I have. There's just a pile of packages in front of my door. I can't even get the front door open. But if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your list, send memorable emails, automate critical messages, and more. Way, way more. That's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Keysmart use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Now, whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit Klaviyo.com to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com. Talk to him. Uh, All right. Now that the fun time's over, I got to say something and Tom's gone. All right. I don't get this website. (laughs) It does not excite me in the slightest. And you, as a man who does not appreciate latex couture fetish wear, that's why. And I think that's that is okay, and that is a sign of like a really strong brand. It should polarize people, especially something niche like this, where we're going to show up and we have presented it so well. You immediately go, "This isn't for me," 
That means we did it right. Yeah, you're right. I don't want you to show up on to the site and be on the fence. I want to be like pit vipers where, you know, they say they, that website's going to slap the Oakleys off your face and you're either going to go, this is ugly and quit. In which case, great. We're not going to waste our time with you. You were never our customer. Or you go to land it and immediately go, I'm listening. Show me more of, uh, you know, these fine latex stockings or pencil skirt i don't know i'm not buying a pencil skirt yeah you i uh i really crushed your dreams because i you sent me you sent a link uh to me in when it was in beta you're like check out this thing tom did look how good it is oh my god and i was just like yeah <laughs> i was like what is this is good this is good this is fabulously good <laughs> i care a lot about fashion kurt <laughs> yeah you've seen you me wear the same outfit for 10 years <laughs> Shorts, your favorite flip-flops, and uh, a minor league baseball team. That's the Paul uniform. There's nothing wrong with that. But no, you're just not shopping am, for a $200 uh, latex dress. I will concede I'm not the target market. <laughs> so yeah, I think it works in that sense. Uh, okay, we got Black Friday, Cyber Monday coming up. It is around the corner. I have mentioned it uh, more than a few times here. And before we know it, it's going to be here. Can can we put together in in 10, 15 minutes a a crash course and like here's high level, this is what you need to do, here's what's gonna happen. Email? A hundred percent. That's it. Just just email people. Yes. Have, well, a, have a good sale. Have a good um uh, value add is not the word I'm looking for. Promotion? A good promotion, yeah. A good thing that you're gonna be giving people discounts free gifts something all right so it's gotta it gotta go big or you can't separate signal from the noise so my ideal is exclusive limited product either via new product launch or free gift with purchase or a bundle whatever it is but barring that site-wide sale yeah and with a handful like oh we got some distressed inventory we want to get rid of okay sell it at cost yeah yeah door bust get rid of it um but there's so many other people offering amazing sales it can't be mediocre can't be lukewarm so I think those are really your only two options. So you're right. First, we got to start with the offer. That yeah. works. And then uh, just email everyone until they hate you. <laughs> well, you, you segment it. And you want them to hate you. Yes. It wasn't, isn't the rule that it's like, if you don't, if you're not consistently seeing people unsubscribe, you aren't emailing enough. It would be weird if you sent out a broadcast email and no one unsubscribed. That I would find that would extremely suspicious. Like it means that no one opened it. Yeah. Uh, there's just no way anyone has written an offer that compelling that no one unsubscribes as soon as you're asking for their money. Yeah. So now I think, um, a email is going to be your primary channel. That is the own channel right now because of political ads and because of people shifting spend away from traditional media to promote a website, as opposed to you know, a retail store that could be closed or at limited capacity, Facebook ads and PPC ads in general, the costs are way up right now. So I already saw two people today, this morning emailed me and were like, uh, hey, uh, are you seeing any other clients with like terrible or declining ROAS right now? And the answer is yes. And it's because people are going to are likely going to slow down on spending uh, because they know Black Friday is around the corner. And the dark secret of Black Friday is a chunk of those sales that you make, not all of them, but a chunk of your holiday sales are really sales deferred from October and late September. Yeah. That we that's know, the we, dark truth we know that that's true yes so you're going to see if things are going to be a little soft right now and your your ad costs are going to go up 
And then on top of it, you're competing against huge brands like Walmart and Target who aren't open on Black Friday this year and instead are going to shift people to their website. Well, to promote that, they're going to do the most obvious thing. They're going to go to the traffic store, Facebook ads, and buy their traffic there. Well, that's going to mess you up. So right now, I think you need to be focusing on building those own channels, your SMS list, your email list, and your remarketing list. And if, you're, if you collect those emails, Klaviyo will let you sync them to a custom audience at Facebook and then remarket to them. I don't want to be buying traffic right now. I don't want to be sending cold traffic if I could avoid it, during, especially in the back half of November. Um, so I think like focus on focus on own channels, focus on having a really good offer. And then I think the other thing you need to be doing is, um, well, email more than you think. I know Ezra said he does 50 to 60 emails. I mean, uh, if, if you have per not, person, if you have not listened to last week's episode with Ezra, where he breaks everything down, you absolutely need to listen to it. Oh, it's it so is good. 100% a must listen. He makes millions of dollars every single year. And he's just like, here's exactly what I do. I'm just going to open my little box of secrets and tell you all of it. Yeah. So okay. It's, like, it's an open book. Yeah. He's totally fine with it. Oh, it's great. A rising tide lifts all ships. Um, the, so yeah, it said more emails than you think. And then I think the, the final piece is this year, you know, Black Friday, we normally have like, it's 25 to 30 days between, or like 20 to 25 days. How many days do I have between Black Friday and Christmas? Well, it's got to be more than 25. All right. 25 to 30. Call, let's call it 30. I don't know when Thanksgiving is. This year, it's 26 days. And it so can't be 26 days. No? Well, if Christmas is the 25th, is Black Friday November 30th? Oh, yeah. No, I can't do arithmetic. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the, but the shipping dates this year, like the shipping cutoff dates, look the same as last year. So we have, but Black Friday comes a little earlier this year. All right. So Black Friday would be November 27th, uh, which means, which means 28 days until Christmas day. Obviously, if you're selling stuff on Christmas day, it's not getting shipped before Christmas. Yeah. And like really by December 15th is when we're going to start hitting those cutoff dates. Okay. So that's your window in which people can buy online. It's not that big. So, well, but I think it's crazy to put the focus on Black Friday anyway, because isn't there some crazy stat that like half of all Christmas shopping is done by Black Friday at this point? There are people who start their Christmas shopping in October. I have already purchased several gifts for my kids. We're like we established this is the gift budget. Let's make the list. And we already started getting it out of the way um, for like at least for some st like Legos. We know they don't go on sale. So if I can get 5% off from Target, I'll just buy those and get it out of the way right now. And then I'm not you know, giant credit card bill doesn't show up in January. Just space this stuff out. Um, but I, yeah, I think the smart money is on starting earlier this year. And I, the way you do that, I think is going to be um, uh, early bird sale where you do like, Hey, uh, you're a VIP or you email your whole list. Hey, if you want to know about the sale early, sign up here or, Hey, you made a purchase in the last 12 months. We appreciate that. Or, Hey, you know, you're a VIP customer, which we define as like, you've spent more than $500 with the brand, whatever it is. And so we want to thank you and reward you. Uh, and we're going to run our black Friday sale early. We call it the, the VIP early bird sale. You get access to it. And so you run the sale two weeks early, you run it in early November. And then that way you can run a soft version of your, an early test soft version of your sale. Um, and if it works great, then you rerun the same thing at black Friday. So now we're capturing, we're running the sale twice. We're capturing that value twice and we're, we get to test it out and make sure that the offer lands and resonates with people, with the audience. 
Uh, and if people buy during that, I mean, I'm just thinking more about Ezra's thing. You know, he was all, and even the week before that, we were talking a lot about um, pruning your list and like getting people, getting non buyers off your list. Um, so it's like, can we use that early sale? Because if they bought during the early sale, I don't think we're we're not going to be hitting them as hard during the actual Black Friday, are we? Yeah, I would definitely use segmentation. So what you could do is segmentation and automation. So one of the things I would do is anyone who makes a purchase, and this is from Ezra, you then um, email them the next day. Hey, if you want to make a second purchase, here's uh, you got 48 hours. Here's an extra 15% off, whatever it is. So we try and extend that customer lifetime value on autopilot. So there, when we say 50 to 60 emails, some of these are triggered. They get additional emails triggered by their actions. Yeah, it's, it, one human being is yeah. not getting 50 emails from you. No. And so the other thing we could do is if, let's say, they made, they made a purchase and then seven days later the sale happens, maybe you want to segment them out so they're not like, oh, I just bought that thing that's now 30% off. Yeah. Because that's always annoying. So maybe you want to segment them out or... Uh, hey, they made the purchase, so like, let's not keep f- hitting them up with like sales ending, sales ending. But depending on how aggressive you want to get, maybe you want to. Maybe people do tend to make repeat purchases. Well, it's going to depend on the brand. Well, I think it would be a good thing. Uh, again, I mean, and this goes back to something we've talked about before: is if you have some sort of um, accessory or side thing where it's like, if people buy X, they might also end up wanting wanting Y, which goes with X. So if they buy X and the sales ending but they've already bought, send them the email. It's like, hey, the sale's ending. It's your last chance to buy Y to go with the X you already bought. Oh, okay. Yeah, so cross promo. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, anything we could do to ex- to add, because the way you phrase that, that's adding value to the customer. Like, hey, do you want this accessory? Hey, we saw you bought a, a digital camera from us. Did you want the tripod, the memory card? Like that kind of thing. All right, let's make it a better experience for them. And then like, we're also extending our own customer lifetime value. And then I'm not paying to acquire this customer. I already have them. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And better. that's the other thing. It's like, you know, on the of doing the, the sort of early bird type sale thing. On the one hand, people are going to have bought. But on the other hand, um, you know who's hot. Yes. By having the early bird sale. Anything. Well, and I think the other thing to look at is like, make sure you've got um, opportunities to increase average order value. So... Uh, upsells from you know one product to a bundle or um, cross sells like hey you you bought the memory or you bought the camera by the memory card kind of thing. I like the bundles though because you can go in Shopify and there's a, a report in there called website in card analysis where it just goes hey for the last 30 days here are the items that got added together. So Shopify will straight up tell you this is the stuff you should be bundling or cross selling. And what's great about doing it as a bundle is it's like all right let's say People who bought glass cleaner also bought a microfiber glass cleaning cloth. Okay, so now I'm going to sell those as a combo, as their own separate product. If someone adds glass cleaner to cart, then I use bold product upsell, and it'll. what I love about it is it'll go, for just five bucks more, did you want to upgrade to the combo? So instead of like, for I'm not adding a product, and I'm not saying buy the combo for 15 bucks, I'm saying for five bucks more, get you know, more value. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Or something uh, for increasing average order value. You just, you know, you set a threshold that's like, well, if you spend 60 bucks, you get this like free gift with purchase. Oh. And then like people got it. I mean, if I'm already spending $49, I'll spend the extra 11 to get the free gift. If you're going to, if you're, if you think your only option is site-wide sale, do a tiered promotion. So let's say we go, all right, we're going to do a site-wide sale and it's 25% off everything. Don't do that. Do 25% all purchases over $75. 
20% off all purchases over $50, 15% off all purchases over 35. So break it down as tiered. And then, yeah, like you're doing this big discount, but you're also really ramping up the average order value in doing that. I think you went in the wrong direction on that. Did I? The more they spend, the percentage off should be higher. Yeah, that's what I thought I said. I don't think that's what, I don't know. I wasn't listening. I was looking at the phone. <laughs> okay. We've uh, already established you can't do math, so. I really can't. <laughs> and my, I gave my graphing calculator to my 11-year-old. I was explaining it to and him. And he told you and, you were a loser. Yeah, he laughed at me. He goes, I already know. I'm like, well, I didn't learn how to use this until I was 13. <sighs> shame. That brought shame upon my household. Yeah, well, you crossed that Rubicon years ago. <laughs> Anyway, let me put my more makeup on. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's, I think that's everything. Do we have thoughts on like the the everyone's like Black Friday, Black Friday, Black Friday? We got thoughts on the back end, like end of December. It's December twentieth. It's after December twentieth. It's the week after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's. What are we doing then? Uh, good question. A lot of people they got time off during that uh, that period. And they've got money burning a hole in their pocket. They got that, Chris, they they got got that Christmas the, money from grandma. That's right. And so doing a, uh, a promo, like literally on Christmas, where you go, hey, didn't get what you wanted. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's 15% off our bestsellers. Boom. That, those sales often work really well. And a lot of brands don't run them. And email in general is pretty quiet at that time. So you stand out by offering it. And you're, uh, you're, 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 you, we know that a lot of that people suddenly have like disposable income and they're thinking about gift giving. Yeah. So they'll buy themselves something. And they're like trapped at their uncle's house where everyone's like, bah, bah, bah. they're looking at their phone and feeling kind of crappy. And then suddenly your email appears and it's just like, hey, want to make yourself feel better about buying something? How about you buy something? I like it. We need some Christmas music. How much of this can I play before it's covering? I don't know. I three seconds. I wouldn't go more than that because the <laughs> like the YouTube's got the automatic thing. Oh no! <laughs> We're gonna get a copyright strike. <laughs> uh, no, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good point. Okay, let's. We've been and going. I think and I think New Year's Day. Uh, if you that's have, always like New Year, New Year. Well, if it's like if you got anything left over too that you're like, ugh, well this part this part of my Christmas didn't work out. Get this out of here. You really just like 80% off. Get rid of it. All right. That's it for us today on the unofficial Shopify podcast. <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Please join our Facebook group. Search the unofficial Shopify podcast insiders on Facebook. And I think that's all of that song I could play. If we keep it quiet, Phil Spector won't get us. No, oh, I'm so scared of Phil Spector. Actually, I should be. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's, a, he's in jail. He made a great album that did horrible things. He made a lot of great albums. Phil Spector. <laughs> I'm jimming the camera for Phil Spector. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right. Bye. If you've ever updated your Shopify theme, you know how time consuming it can be, especially if you have to migrate customizations like app installs or language edits. Fortunately, there's a better way. The folks at Out of the Sandbox built a tool that makes updating your theme faster and significantly easier. It's called the Theme Updater app. With it, you can update your Out of the Sandbox or Pixel Union theme with the click of a button without losing any of your old settings, customizations, or app installations. You'll get email notifications whenever a new version of your theme is available. And with the Pro Plan option, you can enjoy access to priority theme support, retain custom language edits, and view template customizations to accelerate your theme updates. Start updating your theme today! 
Go to outofthesandbox.com slash unofficial to see the theme updater in action. And best of all, if you purchase Flex or Turbo using the code KURT20, you'll save 20% and get a year of access to the theme updater absolutely free. That's right. Save 20% and get one year of updates and upgrades for free. That's code KURT20 for 20% off Flex or Turbo and one year free of the Theme Updater app. Never miss out on another theme update again. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. So please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.